Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. The Lord loves you so much. That's why He wants to feed you with the spiritual food. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will speak to you today and give you the light of heaven, open your eyes to see the truth of God. And I believe that the Word of God today that you're going to learn with me will really change your life. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can read your Word and understand your plan and your purpose for our life, Lord. We know you love us so much, and we want to live our life for you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Please, your Holy Spirit teach us in this lesson. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I would like to continue to talk about the resurrections in this series of teaching. We're going to learn about the doctrine of the last things or the eschatology. Eschatology comes from the Greek word eschatos, which means last, and logos, which means discourse. So we're going to learn in this series of teaching about death, resurrection, the second coming of Jesus Christ, the judgment, and the final destiny of the righteous and the unrighteous. Why do we study this lesson? Because we need to know that after the life on this earth, in this physical body, we have eternity. Every human being is finite and limited by time and space. Man was created for eternity. Yes, man had a beginning and existed eternally. There is a lifespan between the birth and the death of every son and daughter of Adam. This is the space to repent and the time to reconcile to God and to serve God. We all have really limited time on earth, but after we leave this earth, we enter into eternity. No man knows how long this lifespan is. Once the period of this probation is over, every mortal man dies and he will end up in the eternity. His eternal state and destiny are settled, unchanged, and unchangeable after the physical death. That's why we need to study this lesson and we need to be reconciled to God as soon as possible, turn away from our sin every day, serve Him, discover our destiny, our calling, and live our life for the kingdom of God. We talk about death here. Death is a visible sign of the result of sin. Death has been the expectation of every man in this planet Earth. Death is the separation of the spirit from the physical body. When a person dies, his physical body 
will go into the ground and become the dust, but the soul and spirit will go into another realm. Therefore, death is a gate through which all men must pass into eternity. For man, whether righteous or wicked, is eternity bound. Even though this body returns to the dust, the spirit of man or the real inner man lives on, and the spirit of man is eternal. In the past three lessons, we learn about the resurrection. We learn about the teaching of resurrection in the Old Testament, the real resurrection experience of people in the Old Testament. The teaching of Jesus, Paul, Peter, and also the real experiences of the physical body resurrection in the New Testament. I would like to continue to talk about the resurrection in this teaching. The resurrections and the judgments of God are vitally linked. Resurrections precedes judgment, and judgment necessitates resurrection. Therefore, the basic principle of the doctrine of Christ involves both the resurrection of the dead or the physical body and the eternal judgment. Let me read from Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 2. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead, works, and faith, toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands and resurrection, of the dead, and of eternal judgment. I would like to talk about the nature of the resurrection body in this session. What is the nature of the resurrection body? When we talk about resurrection, we talk about the resurrection of the physical body, the dead body, is resurrected. The resurrection will be a literal bodily resurrection. It's the actual experience of the body resurrection. John chapter 5 verse 28, do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. The new body will come to joy with the Spirit, and that real body will hear the sound or the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ when He comes back. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. When we are in Christ, when we are born again, we repent of our sin, we believe in Jesus Christ, one day we will be resurrected and we shall be made alive. We're going to have a living body. The resurrection is literal or actually happened. As death is literal, so is the resurrection. The Apostle Paul talked about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 44. It is sown a natural body. This is a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. 
there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. When we are resurrected on the second coming of Jesus Christ, we're going to have a literal spiritual body, real actual body, but it's a spiritual body. The Apostle Paul was emphasizing the nature of the resurrection body, that it is a spiritual body. It's not spirit. The spirit or soul departed from the physical body at the time of death. And the spirit and soul were joined into a new body, but it is called spiritual body. We were born into this world in a carnal body. And in the resurrection, we will have a new spiritual body, not carnal body. There is a literal, actual resurrection of the just and unjust. Acts chapter 24, verse 15. I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. Both the believers and the unbelievers will be resurrected by the power of God. John chapter 5, verses 28 to 29. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. The literal resurrection of Christ assured us that there will be a literal, physical resurrection. The Lord Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. And more than 500 people in that generation saw his spiritual body, glorious body, with their own eyes. His resurrection was real, not just an idea, not just a fairy tale. It really happened. It's actually happened or literally happened. And the Lord Jesus Christ's resurrection is an assurance to us that we will be resurrected one day. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 12 to 23, the Bible talks about this. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men the most pitiable. But now Christ, listen carefully, but now Christ is risen from the dead. 
So the resurrection of Jesus Christ was literal, was real, and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since my man came death, man means Adam, by man, capital M, Jesus Christ, the last Adam, also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the first fruit, and afterward those who are Christ at his coming. This passage of scripture talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ prove that our literal physical resurrection into the spiritual body is also literal. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 51 to 54, Behold, I tell you a mystery. The Apostle Paul called the resurrection a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. Paul was talking about at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, some Christians have already died or slept in the ground. The body already went to the dust, but some are still alive. But all of them, all believers in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the body will be changed. There will be the resurrection of the righteous. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised, incorruptible. The new body is incorruptible. And we shall be changed. For this corruptible, this body, our carnal body right now, must be put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. My brother and sister, after we read all this scripture, it's so clear that the resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous will literally happen. To deny the literal resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ also means to deny the literal resurrection of the believer. It's so clear. Jesus was literally resurrected. Our physical body will be also literally resurrected. The fact of the actual or literal judgment assures us of a literal resurrection of the just and the unjust. Let me read the scripture one more time. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 13. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. So there is a connection between the resurrection of Christ and the true, literal resurrection of the dead. In other words, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ proved that there will be the literal resurrection of the dead. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 13. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And then there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, 
small and great, standing before God. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. The dead and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. My brother and sister, one day when Jesus come back the second time, you and I will be resurrected into a new spiritual body. And one day we're going to stand in front of the throne of God to be judged. And the Bible says that God will judge us according to our works. I want to encourage you right now. Live your life for the kingdom. Faithfully use your time, use your energy, your talents, your gifts, your money, your property, your material, or whatever your belongings for the kingdom of God. I don't mean that you cannot sleep and you cannot have vacations and have fun. You can have resting time. You can have vacation time. But don't waste your life away. I am a neurosurgeon for God. Today, before I perform a surgery on a man, I pray for him and want to encourage him to know Jesus Christ because it was a very risky operation. And he cried. The man, he's maybe about 60 years old, he cried. He sensed the presence of God in the room. So even though I'm a surgeon, but I try to bring Jesus to my patient, I want to live for the great commission. I want to obey the great commandments that is to love the Lord my God and love my neighbors, and I want to serve the Lord. God records everything that you and I have been doing and will do on this planet Earth. And we're going to receive the rewards, or we can be judged according to our works. I want to encourage you to really shape up your lifestyle and think about eternity, not just live day by day on Earth here, don't just waste your time away. Live for the kingdom of God. The redemption of Christ includes the body as well as the soul. Jesus Christ died on the cross. He shed his blood. He took our sins. He took our curse, sickness, and iniquities and rejection so that he can give us new life eternal life, healing, prosperity, riches, and acceptance from the Father. The redemption work of Jesus Christ was done at the cross. And that redemption work includes the physical body redemption, which is the resurrection. Redemption includes the complete redemption of the three parts of man the body, the spirit, and the mind. As the body is a dwelling place of the soul, it is also the temple of God and the temple of the Holy Ghost. Because of His indwelling spirit, 
God will raise up this mortal body as well. We're going to have a new body, immortal body. The redemption of Christ covers our physical body redemption or resurrection. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? We belong to God. We are not our own boss. He is the boss. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Again, the Bible talks about this body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As you have said, I will dwell in them and walk among them I will be their God, and they shall be my people. This body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and our body will be resurrected into the spiritual body one day. Romans chapter 8, verse 23. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown with ourselves eagerly, waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. The Apostle Paul talked about we are expecting the redemption of this physical body. This carnal body going to be resurrected into the new spiritual incorruptible body. Philippians chapter 3, verse 21. Who will transform our lowly body? This carnal body is called lowly body. That can be sick, can be hurt, need to sleep, need to rest. That it may be conformed to his glorious body. The new resurrected body is called glorious body. According to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. So the redemption that come from Jesus Christ, cover the redemption of our body, which is the resurrection. The resurrection body of the believer, or for the redeemed, is mentioned in the Bible. Paul, the apostle, refers to the resurrection as a mystery in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall or be changed. So we can be sure of certain characteristics with regard to the resurrected body of the saints. Let's look at what the Bible describes the resurrected body of the believers. I'm talking about the believers. The resurrected body of the believers will be like Christ's glorious body. When Christ was resurrected from the dead, he had the glorious body, the body that will never get old, never get sick, never get tired. Philippians chapter 3, verse 21. Who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to His, I mean Jesus, glorious body. Again, the new body you're going to get is a glorious body. It's an honorable 
glorious body. 1 Corinthians 15:43. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised. I mean, our new body is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. This carnal body is weak, but our new glorious body will be so full of power and strength. Thank God, we don't have to face sickness and aging anymore. It will be a body which God has fashioned or designed. It will be a vast improvement over our present body. I believe that you're gonna look better than now, and you're gonna look young. All the time, new glorious body look awesome, beautiful. It will be an incorruptible body. First Corinthians fifteen, forty-two. So also the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption; it is raised in incorruption. No more corruption, no more death. In the new spiritual body, a glorious body. Luke chapter twenty-four, verse thirty-nine. Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. These are the words from the mouth of Jesus Christ after he was raised from the dead, and he was in a new glorious body. And he told the disciple, "Touch me, feel me. You can feel the skin, the flesh." And you can feel the bone inside my flesh. So, this is a description of the new body, that our resurrected new body will be a real body of flesh and bones. It's not just a spirit floating around. You're gonna have a real body with flesh and bones, but definitely different from this flesh. Because it's a new, incorruptible, glorious body—not this flesh that can get wrinkled and get sick and have some kind of problem. Our bone can lose calcium and get weaker and broken, but the new body will be totally different. But you can feel the flesh and the bones. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty. First Corinthians. Chapter fifteen, verse fifty. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. This body is a corruptible body, and it has flesh and blood and bone. But the new resurrected body will be incorruptible with the new flesh. And also newborn, glorious born and flesh. John five twenty eight. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the grave will hear His voice. So you get a new body, and you can hear in your ears the voice of Jesus Christ on that day. First Corinthians fifteen twenty two. For as in Adam all died, this carnal body will die one day. Will go to the Thus, even so, in Christ, all shall be made alive. That carnal body will be resurrected into a new living body. 
Revelation 20 verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The Bible talks about people got resurrected and they would stand before the judgment throne of God in their new body, in their resurrected body. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. We're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. With this knowledge in mind, I really live my life in repentance and in obedience to God. The day that I will meet Jesus, I want to be a celebration day. I don't want to be the day of trouble that Jesus say, you're not faithful, you are not saved. I want to be a day of celebration standing before my Master, my Savior, my God, Jesus Christ, because I run my race to the end. I have done my best. I have been faithful to serve the Lord with joy and with faith and in love. I pray that you all going to live your life in such a way that you will be ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ in your new incorruptible body. The Bible called this new incorruptible body, spiritual body. 1 Corinthians 15, 44. It is sown a natural body and it is raised a spiritual body. This doesn't mean that it's a spirit. It's the real body, but it's not carnal body. It's a new, glorious, spiritual body. It's also called a redeemed body. Romans chapter 8, verses 11 to 23, talking about the redeemed body. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cried out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. One day we can have a new glorious body, shine the light like a star. I pray that you are really serious about living for God because I believe that 
All the believers will have different level of glory on that day in the new body. God is just; He gonna give us different level of glory in the new body according to what we have done in this physical carnal body. Why we are living on earth? For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the Son of God. Jesus Christ is coming back. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of Him who subjected in in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. When Jesus come back, He's gonna change the whole world into the newness thing, the glorious thing. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth. Pains together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruit of the spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. One day we're gonna have a new redemption body, redeem body. Second Corinthians chapter five verse four say, "For we who are in this tent, this tent, our physical carnal body, grown, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life." So this deadly body will be changed into a new body. There's no mortality, but will be in eternal life. The Bible also called our new resurrected body a heavenly body. In First Corinthians chapter fifteen, forty-seven to forty-nine, the first man was of the earth, made of the dust. The second man, Jesus Christ, is the Lord from heaven, as was the man of dust. So also are those who are made of dust, and as is the heavenly man. So also are those who are heavenly, and as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. In other words, our new body gonna be like the resurrected body of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Heavenly man, and we're gonna have the heavenly body. Is it clear? Okay, the heavenly body, the redeemed body, the glorious body, incorruptible body. It's amazing. I love it. One day, we who are believers, born again Christian, gonna live in the new resurrected body. How about for the unredeemed? For the unsaved, for the people who rejected Jesus Christ, when you read the Bible carefully, you will find no description of the resurrection body of the wicked, apart from the fact that the unbelievers will stand before God to be judged in their resurrected body. Those who don't receive Jesus Christ will be resurrected as well, and they will stand before God to be judged. The Lord Jesus said like this, and do not fear, 
those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 10, 28. So Jesus talked about the unbeliever in hell. And in hell, they have both their body and their soul in hell. In other words, the non-believer will have also resurrected body, but they eternally stay in hell. There will be torture in hell. The new body of the unredeemed or unsaved people will go to hell with their soul. And the Bible called this situation the second death. The new body or the resurrected body of the unbeliever will be a body capable of registering unlimited agonies in hell. But the body of the believer will be a body which will register and respond to the unlimited joy and peace in heaven. The body of the unbeliever will be literal body fitted for literal fire and will stay forever in torment. I don't know how the body of the unsaved look like. The Bible never described, but they will have a resurrected body and that body will be in the eternal lake of fire for eternity. I pray that our relatives, our loved ones, our children, our spouse will turn to Christ and become a born-again Christian so that they all will go to heaven with us. We need to really intercede for the unsaved friends and loved ones that God will open their spiritual eyes to see the light of the gospel and the devil will take his hand away from their eyes so that they will be born again. I don't want to see anybody go to hell. I want everybody to be born again and have a new glorious body on the last day. Revelation 20, 12 to 13. And I saw the dead, small and great. The, this part of the Bible talk about the unbeliever who died, standing before God. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and the death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged each one according to his works. One day, all the unbelievers' body will be resurrected, joy with their spirit and soul, and they will be judged by God at the great white throne. Revelation 2.11 He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. If you are a born-again faithful Christian and follow Jesus every day to the last day of your life on earth, you will not face the second death. But for the unbeliever, they will face a second death, which means that their body will be resurrected and their body and their soul will be cast into the eternal lake of fire. And that is a second death.
Revelation 21 verse 8. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their parts in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The Bible talks about the second death again and again. What is the second death? The body of the unsaved with their soul and spirit go down there in the eternal lake of fire. Second death, eternal death here. Mark 9, 43 to 48. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed rather than having two hands to go to hell into the fire that shall never be quenched where the worms does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame rather than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your eye causes you to sin, Pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. This part of the scripture talk about the resurrected body of the unsaved in the eternal lake of fire. So even Jesus talked about the body of the unsaved in hell, hell fire. Let's look at the last thing, the time of resurrection. The righteous will be resurrected at the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. At that time, there will be a resurrection of the saints. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. But we know he's coming back for sure. And at the time of his second coming, we will be resurrected. John chapter 6, 39 to 40 and 44. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. The last day means the day of his second coming. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. The last day is the day of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The day that this chapter of the world is done and over. And he's going to start a new chapter of the thousand years. Verse 44. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the last day. Wow. Our Lord Jesus used the phrase at the last day again and again for the time of resurrection. His second coming. Paul uses another term at the last trumpet, <laughs> last day 
last trumpet. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. This scripture talks about the resurrection of the believers. It will be at a time when some of the saints of God are still living at that time. When Jesus comes back the second time, some of the saints are still living, but they're going to get the new body in a twinkling of an eye. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 to 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, the resurrection of the believers, the believers who died already. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. You can see that the day of the second coming of Jesus Christ, the believers who were dead already, their body will be resurrected and go up to meet the Lord. And if you and I are not dead yet, we're going to be lifted up to, to meet the Lord with a new body. How about the unrighteous? When will the resurrection happen to the unrighteous or the unbeliever? The unrighteous or the unbeliever will not be resurrected at the time of the resurrection of the believer or the just, but will be resurrected 1,000 years later according to what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 20, verse 5. Let me read Revelation chapter 20, verse 5. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Revelation 27 to 15 tell us the same way. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And there will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great. Now we talk about the body of the unsaved people, small and great. Standing before God, they will be resurrected on that day. Books are open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. 
the sea gave up the dead who were in it. The dead and Hades, the unbelievers, so have been in the dead and Hades. Deliver up the dead who were in them, and they will judge each one according to his works. Then death and Hades, we're going to learn more detail about Hades, were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You can see here that the resurrection of the unsaved happened after the thousand years that Jesus reigned on earth. Daniel chapter 12, verse 2. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth, sleep and died, and the body turned into the dust of the earth, shall awake some to everlasting life. I hope you and me, you are believers, born again Christians, some to shame and everlasting contempt. The scriptures show us that the wicked are resurrected in connection with the judgment which takes place after the thousand years. The resurrection of the righteous happened before at the second coming of Jesus. Jesus reigned on earth 1,000 years and the resurrection of the unjust will happen afterward. I hope that this teaching gives you clear understanding of the subject or the doctrine of the resurrections. I will see you again in the next teaching. We're going to learn more about the eschatology. Amen. I want to encourage all of you to really repent of your sin, become a born-again Christian, live your life for God, don't waste your life away on earth, be faithful in using your time, your gift, your talent for the kingdom, live for the great commission, and make sure you work out your salvation, you keep walking with God, don't miss church, read the Bible, pray, repent every day, find your gifts and calling, serve the Lord, make sure that you walk with God faithfully to the last day of your life. I want to see you in heaven and in your new body. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Father, we thank you, Lord, for teaching us through all the scriptures about the resurrections of the righteous and the unrighteous. Father, remind all of us of this truth as years go by so that we will not backslide we will not be lukewarm and we will be faithful to you until Jesus comes back. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless you. See you in the next teaching. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
Stay.